You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City on this Wednesday. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me, we've got my co-host, Cody Tapp, producer, Nick Schwartz. Nick and I are rocking our fall flannels today. Mm. Cody did not get the memo. Cody's I didn't. a seasonal guy. Cody doesn't care about <laughs> seasonal dishes. And now we're learning <laughs> that he doesn't care for seasonal attire. I didn't say that. I just... I don't own that much flannel. I didn't know we were all going to wear it. You canceled chili with <laughs> preeminent fall food. You said that people needed to find a new fall dish. Okay. So to be clear, my, we have hosted uh, like a, a chili dinner every year, Nick. I'm going to not invite you. If you keep this up, I already know what day it is. Whoa. There's a lot of different kinds of chilies. You keep saying I canceled it. You're just going to not get an invite. Is it a chili cook-off? No, it's just like come here and eat chili and hang out and drink free alcohol. Well, can I, mean? I can I come to this chili and make uh, green chili? Yes, but you have to make enough for like f- uh, not forty people. That's how many people will probably be there, but enough that many people can enjoy it. Are you willing to make a people? big batch? Are you inviting like wow, are you inviting your daughter's like entire school? It was it was what my <laughs> great it was what my great uncle did every Christmas Eve when he passed. We took on the tradition. We don't do it on Christmas Eve anymore. But we invite people from all walks of life, Nick, not just the likes of you. The likes of me. You know what? Let's not get off track here because I feel like <laughs> you're just attacking me now. I'm just going to stay out of this one. That's like That's the uh, you're not invited to my birthday party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That> feels. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk football now. Guys, did Tennessee dust off the old blueprint of slowing down the Chiefs? Or was this just a one-off? A few tidbits here. The Chiefs had seven consecutive drives without scoring which ties the longest streak of Patrick Mahomes' career. Obviously, one of those was a missed field goal, so not all on him. Also, last year, we saw everyone refuse to blitz the Chiefs and drop everyone back into coverage, and it took Mahomes and Reed a few months to adjust. So question here, if there's nothing to be concerned about, why do you think the Chiefs struggled to move the ball for large chunks of the game on Sunday? Well, first, it's not a one-off because the Tennessee Titans are the best team in the entire NFL at slowing down the Chiefs. They are every year, not like just this year. All the time. They're good at it. They have a plan to do it. And a lot of it is a plan. It's the same thing. Most teams can't do what the Titans are going to do here. They can't just beat them up so bad on the interior defensive line that they have no recipe. And they still let up 550, 600 yards of total offense. So it's not like they can be like, wow, we did it. They just did the perfect execution of bend, don't break. But to pretend like that there's not a certain blueprint to the Chiefs, there is. Get to their offensive line, get consistent pressure, force Mahomes to hold the ball a little longer than he wants, and you maybe throw them off their game. That, to me, has been the story for years now, and I think that the Titans are just one of the teams whose game plan week to week is better suited to get rid of it. One thing that I don't know if this necessarily answers your question, Kayla, but one thing that concerned me 
especially in the later stages of that game. I don't want to say the offense as a whole. The offense didn't concern me because the offense is led by Patrick Mahomes. And we saw what he can do when he decides, you know what? I'm going to will this team to a victory. I don't care about the circumstances around me. Offensive line play, running game, receivers. I'll just go and win this game for us. And I don't know if there's any other quarterback in the NFL who would have won the game in that situation against that defense other than Patrick Mahomes. The one thing that left me with a little bit of of concern was the fact that we talked about this in the Monday episode, the 68 passing attempts. Why did you have to pass the ball 68 times? Well, first off, it's because you couldn't run the ball at all. You completely abandoned it. And I don't know if I necessarily blame them because they had zero success with it. And at some point, you got to just go with the fact that you've got a, a Hall of Fame quarterback there behind center. The, the thing that, that left me sort of wondering was without Patrick or without Tyreek Hill, how much are these receivers going to struggle to separate? And I guess that's not really fair to say without Tyreek Hill because Juju was, aside from Travis Kelsey, the only one that was consistently separating and getting the ball thrown to him. And and producing, but a guy like MVS was on the field for 71 snaps. He only had one ball thrown his way. The fact that Mahomes was dropping back, had time to throw, but still had to to revert to running the ball tells me that receivers weren't getting separation. And I don't know if there are other teams besides the Titans that can sort of exploit that, but it did leave me sort of anxious about this receiving core aside from Juju and Travis Kelsey. I mean, I understand that because obviously those two guys can get open. That's why they both had, uh, you know, almost 100 yards or pretty much 200 yards combined, which seems like is probably the new norm for Kansas City based on the way the last three weeks have gone. No one's going to get separation like Tyreek. And I don't think that you're expecting that. But I mean, generally speaking, I mean, Kansas City still does rank okay in that category nick because andy reed is good at getting them open so maybe it's a game plan thing maybe what you're saying is when andy reed doesn't scheme them open they're not getting open themselves which is probably fair but also they're making contested catches it's hard for me to say like i understand the number of points they scored and that that game still doesn't make sense statistically but if you throw for 460 yards when a team knows you're going to throw it's hard for me to be like, boy, it'd be cool if the receivers got more open. Yeah, it wasn't an MVS day, and Sky Moore didn't have a single catch. But they had two guys with 100 yards. McColl had a good day. And they found other guys to get the football to, including Noah Gray and others. I know that you don't want to go into that every week, but how could it be a big problem for them if it doesn't always show, like, or if it doesn't happen as often? Because I don't think that that was the problem in the Chargers game. I don't think that that was the problem necessarily even in the Colts game. I thought in those games, the offensive line was the bigger part of the issue. Maybe in this one, Nick, it was more in the middle or Kayla is like more in the middle where, you know, Mahomes did have some time and didn't have anybody to get to. Maybe that's just a one off because they knew they were going to throw it 70 times. That's those it. other times. Yeah, that's it, because the Titans have one of the top, maybe the best run defense in the NFL. They're middling in terms of what they do against quarterbacks and, and passing attacks. So if if you're saying, hey. We're daring you to run. We're good at it. We're daring you to run. We're not going to necessarily make it easy on you. We just know that we're going to be able to stop you. And if we know that you're not going to run, you just became very easy to defend. Unless you've just got these incredible playmakers on the outside that are going to be able to consistently get separation 
in man coverage and one-on-one situations, then you're not going to be able to have the success you want. So I, we go back to what we talked about on Monday. If the Chiefs just would have been able to run the ball at a competent level, not even like a, not even an excellent level, not even like, okay, they're going above and beyond. They're gashing them on the ground. If they just would have been able to keep Tennessee honest on the ground, I think that completely opens up the passing attack because now all of a sudden you've got a defense playing on their heels a little bit, but that's not how it played out. It played exactly into Tennessee's hands and how they wanted the chiefs to play offensively. Chiefs still win though, because they have Patrick Mahomes. And that's, I mean, the simple thing is because any offense is going to struggle and there's been a lot of like weird football this year amongst all teams. But I mean, if they were running at a above average level, they'd be the 2018 chiefs offense. It always comes back to the same thing. Most teams are deficient somewhere. The Chiefs don't run the ball well. I think uh, I think some of that's because of the offensive line, not the talent they have at running back. But I mean, all things said, isn't that kind of amazing that they still average more than two points more than per game than the next closest team? Like, I mean, they are the top scoring offense in the NFL. So sometimes it feels like nitpicking and be like, well, those guys don't get open. They have currently a tight end on pace for 1,400 yards, wide receiver on pace for 1,200 yards, another wide receiver on pace for 800 yards. McColl's still on pace for 650. He's their fourth wide receiver. I mean, these guys must be getting open a little. Yeah, McColl was great. McColl was great. Jarek had, I think, six receptions in that game. Uh, It's, it's, I don't want to make this all about MVS, but you're right. It, It seems like it's what we are nitpicking a little bit here, but. That's what you do with the Chiefs is you don't just question like, did they win? It's like, but did they win by enough? Did they win in, a, in an impressive enough fashion? There's no other team in the NFL who gets to talk about these things. You're setting up my vibe check, Nick, which is coming later on in the show. I feel like I was setting up my vibe check, so I'm interested to see how much overlap. Oh, oh okay. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, I'm going with one off here for sure. Moving on, though, guys, Josh Allen sustained an injury in Sunday's game against the Jets. How does this affect the Chiefs' chances in the AFC? And before I get your answers, um, Allen is being evaluated for an injury on his right elbow, specifically the ulnar collateral ligament. I don't know if that's right. Uh, and surrounding nerves and his status is still TBD. Nick's giving me a thumbs up. Wonderful. Um, still TBD for the game the, for the Bills' upcoming game against the Vikings this Sunday. When asked about it on Monday, Sean McDermott said, quote, We're just going through it. We're still evaluating it. I'll know more in the next 24 hours. Um, Allen will likely be limited in practice this week. Not great for them. Again, with this hot Vikings team coming up, who sits second in the league behind the Eagles at seven and one. The floor is yours. Um, So full disclosure, obviously, we know that we record these podcasts. So if you're listening to it on Wednesday, there might be more news that comes out about the Josh Allen injury, but it doesn't really matter which way it goes. Because either way, even though you don't root for people to get injured, he's hurt, and this helps the Chiefs get the one seed. That's really what it comes down to. Because whether he misses time or doesn't, an injury to your UCL at quarterback seems like it's going to impact your ability. Hangnails throw off a quarterback's ability to be as accurate as they (laughs) normally are, man. It's a precise motion. It's a precise job. It's hard to be accurate all the time. And if you feel discomfort, if anyone's ever had any kind of body injury, if you've had like a a knee sprain or an ankle, what the doctors will tell you is the same thing. You compensate in other areas, not knowingly. So you might drop your hip or move differently. It's going to throw off the way he plays quarterback, no matter what, if he misses significant time, he misses weeks or games. 
then they're at better risk of dropping games. Kansas City needs them to drop to catch them in the one seed. It's a big deal. Um, it's a really big deal for me that if it lingers into the postseason, it's still affecting his play. Because as we know, with sprains, that usually means tear. And tear means how big of a tear. Mm-hmm. And playing through discomfort could change the outlook of the season. And the Bills have a lot, as we know, riding on the season against the Chiefs. It could completely change the scope of the AFC. So, of course, it's important. So I don't know if I'm ready to go that far yet until I hear the extent of the injury, because I go back to the year when Mahomes had that really weird hit where it looked like he got concussed. And then all of a sudden the reports came out that it was this freak injury where what was I don't, Cody, maybe you remember what was the exact uh, diagnosis about Mahomes when it said they said it like kind of like squeezed a nerve or whatever. And yeah, that's, that's what it was. So maybe this is it. Maybe Josh Allen just hit his funny bone, right? Like, but his was, arm got bent back. Yeah, Ugh. I know. It was awkward. I'm, I'm, it didn't yeah. look funny. But you know what's crazy is on the next play, and I was watching that game live, on the next play, he, they were trying to obviously come back and win the game. Josh Allen rolls out to his left. He sort of evades a would-be tackler and then throws it 69 yards in the air, which is the longest pass attempt in the NFL in the last six seasons. So... I don't really know what to make of that other than Josh Allen is an alien. And um, if anybody can sort of overcome this, maybe it's him. Now, if he did tear his UCL, he's done. He's done. Right. Like, well, and I mean, that happens so rarely in quarterback. I couldn't even guarantee you that it wouldn't be a big deal forever. I like what if this is okay. Wait a minute, though, Cody. What if you're familiar with the movie Rookie of the Year? Correct. I am so good. What if this is a Henry Rowan Garter situation? <laughs> He's stronger. He slips on the ball and actually it gives him even more superpowers. Uh, it seems unlikely. Based Have on you considered that? Every pitcher who's ever had Tommy John. Um, I had not considered that in fairness, but I mean, I, Kayla, I know you, you work for a hockey team. We now have a football podcast, but I mean, if it's Tommy John, it's a huge deal. If it's just, okay, he's a quarterback, he has to do it. Because that's the thing. The, the reason why I don't know if it would impact him, Nick, is, like, I really did. I went, like, on a medical deep dive on this. Okay. Talked to a couple of Enlighten people. us. Well, and I, and I talked to a couple of people who, like, handle pitcher injuries or who have handled those. The reason why this doesn't happen in quarterbacks, the way it happens in pitchers, is the way pitchers throw, the bends they're asked to make, and the, the weight. This sounds stupid, but the weight of the ball that they throw. So all of these things are what make it more common for a pitcher to run into the issue. So even if you had Tommy John as a quarterback, it might overall impact you less uh, than it would a pitcher. But there's been so few instances. And again, we might find out later today after we get done recording this podcast that they're just going to keep moving on about it. But I have, I have for me, Kale, it's no way like an elbow injury to your throwing arm. That's like the people who are trying to pretend like the rib injury to Justin Herbert wasn't going to impact him. Of course it is. It's your ribs. Of course, it's going to affect Josh Allen's play. It's his elbow. Whether he plays this Sunday or doesn't, it's going to impact the way he plays this season. Two things. First of all, I confused rookie of the year and the rookie. Whoops. Wait, um, in fairness, the same thing, pretty much. Yeah. And the rookie, he has that surgery and then gets stronger. So we're pretty much... Wait, have we talked about that the rookie might just be a ripoff of rookie of the year, but he's adult? Except for that's based on a true story, so... Feels like yes. maybe okay, well, now it, it makes me wonder about the fact <laughs> uh, 
I once took the, had the take that all baseball pitchers should preemptively get Tommy John surgery because don't some guys come back and pitch yeah. better after Tommy John? Well, sometimes they can see a velocity increase. It's not always a guarantee. It just so what if Josh Allen comes back and can throw the ball 80 yards? I mean, maybe. The worst thing that ever happened to the NFL. <laughs> he already <laughs> throws a bad part in Gabe Davis now. Okay, so what are you saying that even if he misses any amount of time, this completely impacts the AFC race because for the one seed, yes. But in terms of the postseason, I think the Chiefs and the Bills are currently on their own island to the point where if you told me he's going to miss two months, but he's going to be back and 100% by the postseason, I don't really think it's all that big of a deal because ultimately I expect it to be the chiefs and the bills. Now, maybe that means the games played in Kansas city versus Buffalo. I don't know if you guys have seen how the chiefs have performed in home games so far this year, but it hasn't been very impressive. They lost to the bills at home earlier this year. And the other three games, the chargers, the Raiders and the Titans were all nail biters where they didn't look very good. Yeah, but it gives the possibility of, weird NFL thing happens, Nick. And it gives the possibility the same as last year. Yeah, maybe we would still expect Chiefs Bills at some point in the postseason. But what if because of this injury, they lose two games they shouldn't and it's in round two again? And then you put it all on the line in round two and then we're right back to it. Sure. It just, or it could just, it could cost the Bills a division, Nick. If it's a four to six week injury, the, 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 the Dolphins could win the AFC East. I mean, then not to say the Bills are one of only two teams in the AFC. I think could go on three road games and do that. But still, it it could change things. I actually don't like this at all. Yes, this helps the Chiefs for sure. But I want to know that we. We deserve to to be in that spot that we've played competitive, they've played competitive and we're just the better team. I agree. I agree 100 percent. This is. Like selfishly as a Chiefs fan, I want them to play in Super Bowls every year. And I'm not rooting for life to be harder on them. But to that same vein, I don't want I don't want to see the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl because it's Case Keenum at quarterback for the Bills. That that to me, it sort of robs you of the storyline. It, it robs you of the idea that this is going to become one of the next great rivalries in the NFL. And so I I want to see the Chiefs beat the Bills with Josh Allen again in the postseason. That's fun to me. I want as many of these games as I possibly can because as a, just an NFL fan, a football fan, all of these games are so damn awesome. 